You must heed my words before I'm gone, my son. Now, you will be king. But the throne must pass to a male heir. Hakim, it appears you have a son. He must be found. Prepare the royal jet. We are going back to America. Oh, hell no, your majesty. Come on! I'm back! You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel Remix. This is episode 337. I'm Marquis Mike. Happy uh, Green Day. It, it is Green Day. Happy Green Day. Yeah. Um, to all you basket cases yeah, and, uh, and dookies. And dookies. <laughs> you say dookie? Do- dookies? I think it's dookie. <laughs> uh, I think it's a poop. I think it's a poop album. Yeah, the poop album. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a great album. I, dare I say Green Day's best album? That that it's was my favorite good. version of yeah. the, my, my favorite version of Green Day was like punk Green Day. Yeah. I didn't I didn't so much, I don't so much like the um, when September comes Green Day. Okay, yeah. and though I the American really, Idiot Green I, Day, I really like the American Idiot stuff. Yeah, but you're right, the Dookie. Yeah, is the kooky. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, so happy Green Day Day. Yeah, happy Green Day. Also known as Amateur Night. Um, when and I and also yeah. And you know, I know there's vaccines. I know we're we're kind of coming out of this, but this year more than any other year, maybe last year. No, no, we know better this year. If you're going out for for tonight, it's extra amateur hour. Extra, it's extra amateur. Night. So, on my way, we are in person for the first time in uh, six months. Yeah, something like that. So. It feels great. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. You look wonderful, Mark. Yeah. Your hair is very long. Oh, this is COVID hair. Man. Yeah. Um, but I, on my way here to the yeah. studio, I decided to drive through the downtown core. Mm. I just wanted to kind of get a sense, a feel of what, what Amateur Night was going to bring. Yeah. And there, there's people in green. There's a lot of people in green out there, Mark. Mm-hmm. But I, was, I, I have hope. Because a lot of the people in green I saw were in masks. Even sitting out in the patios of the bars with their drinks, with their friends. Yeah. Uh, I saw a couple masks on mm-hmm. in that situation. But I do think there's hope. And we are coming out of this. So happy Green Day to all. Just remember, yes, happy Green Day to all. And on this night, just think... W-W-B-J-A-D. What would Billy Joe Armstrong do? He'd wear a mask. He'd wear a mask and sell an album to Broadway. He seems like... I, I don't know the politics of Billy Joe Armstrong. I feel like he, he's a mask guy, right? Oh, Billy Joe's a mask guy, dude. Yeah. Billy Joe's a mask guy. For real. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, well, we're not going out. We're not going out for mm-hmm. uh, for Green mm-hmm. Day. So, um... Staying in. What have you been watching? Um, I got a, I got a few movies in. I, I'm going to preface this with a lot of my time has been spent watching Rick and Morty. Okay. I am absolutely obsessed with Rick and Morty. I hear that's a very smart show. I am. I have watched, I think I'm through three seasons now of the four. Mm-hmm. And I have my favorite episodes. Is that? Rewatched many. Is that Dan Harmon? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's so fun. It's a mm-hmm. fun show. 
So I've been watching, and I shouldn't say a lot of my time. I mean, they're twenty-two minute episodes, right? You know. But it's fantastic. It is. And and I had a friend who was always hyping Rick and Morty to me, and I and I was like, ah, eh, blew him off. But I finally started it. It's on HBO Max. Is it is. I, they're only twenty-two minute episodes. It is something about animated or. 22 minutes, it just seems like it's more, it goes quicker than a normal 22. It does. I, it I, does. I watched 12 seasons of Bob's Burger and it felt like two months. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen all of the Bob's Burger seasons, but I've seen many. And and yeah, like, and it's the same thing. Yeah. You, you just hit, they're so easy to hit play yeah, on. You hit and play. Then you just roll to the next one, roll to the next one. You're like, oh, I've only been sitting in front of the TV for an hour. I've watched uh, 13 episodes. Yeah. I don't know how it's possible, but. <laughs> Time stands still when yeah. you watch animation. Yeah. So, I've been watching a lot of Rick and Morty, and it's just a blast. Uh-huh. I've also, we started the uh, Mark Ruffalo, um, he he did a series on HBO based on the Wally Lamb novel, mm. um, This Much I Know Is True. We started that. It's deep. Yeah. It's a deep show. It's great. And then we started on HBO. It's not tied to the MCU. No. Okay. It's not. No. Well, that you know. Not that I, he hasn't, he hasn't hulked out <laughs> he yet. He hasn't hulked out, yeah. And then um, we also started another HBO show that um, we're actually up to date on it. It's called Beartown or Bjorstad. I just heard about the show today. It's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, if you watch it on HBO Max, uh-huh. you actually need to go into your settings when you push play, go into the closed caption uh-huh. setting and turn closed caption off because it will, I, I can't get it to turn off automatically. It's just for some reason yeah. it's always on. But it'll be like, it, it'll be like closed caption for for hearing impaired. So it'll be like, uh, music playing. Oh, uh, right, right. Drum sounding. Yeah. Um, it is subtitle. It just turn closed caption off. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can hear the music. I get it. I just can't understand the language. I just need to read what they're saying. Now um, the podcast I heard said it's like Friday Night Lights with hockey, and then I think they threw one other thing in there. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it's a little darker. Yeah, they, they, they yeah. threw something gritty in there. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit darker. It's good. Yeah. Really enjoying it. Highly recommend it. Um, I think it's only a five or six episode run. Yeah, I don't know much about hockey. But they, I hear that the hockey is pretty authentic in it. It seems pretty legit. Yeah. I don't know too much about it. I'm 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 gonna start watching Mighty Ducks and Miracle. I was really bummed. Get ready for the Seattle Kraken to start yeah, next year. Yeah, I, I want to get in the Kraken. I was really bu- I was so excited. Uh, I saw a commercial for the Mighty Ducks, the new one. I was like, hell yeah! They're doing a new movie sequel, television show on Disney Plus. Disney Plus show. Mm. Uh, so I was like, yes, we got to do a Mighty Ducks. Uh, sequel. Yeah, knuckle puck time, baby. It's a show. Emilio does seem to be in it, though. Oh, well, maybe we just do the Ducks. Yeah, we'll just do... Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess there are three I sequels. I mean, we can do Mighty Ducks, D2. Yeah. D3? They, yeah. Makes those movies do have a lot of sequels already. <laughs> I was looking for a modern one, you know? Let's see what Coach Bombay's up to. Right. I'm all glad to see uh, Emilio getting some work. Yeah. Uh, so, I watched a few movies. Don't have a huge list this time, but um, I watched 2019's Ma. Oh, Ma! I was about to say we watched the same movie, but no, you just stopped. You stopped in your sentence. Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Okay, I remember this. Ma. I, I didn't see it, but I remember the uh, commercials. Yeah. It. Um. It's kind of cool. Okay. I like it. it, it it's a. Uh, it's. 
it, it makes a couple pretty hard twists. Like, mm-hmm. there's a couple hard twists in it that you kind of see coming, but it turns from kind of uh, a teen party movie to a mysterious horror movie to maybe, and you might like this, there's almost a little uh, uh, body horror. Oh, okay. Body, uh, is that the right word? Body uh, Body horror is, is a genre yeah. of film. Um, I, I, I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah. And Did you know it was a... So, based on the commercials I remember, I thought this movie was a horror movie. I knew it was some sort of, in this kind of genre of a thriller, oh, okay. mystery kind of thing. You didn't, you didn't go and think you were watching Superbad. No, and then, no. And then it takes a I knew, twist. Yeah, I knew, it was, I knew it was definitely going to go dark on me. Um, but, yeah, kind of cool. And, and it's seeing Octavia Spencer in a completely mm-hmm. different role than you are used to seeing her. Yeah. And she's a great actress. You know, and... I think we talked about this when we've done horror movies in the past, is that even if the script's not good or it's kind of corny, if you just cast really good actors, they just elevate it. Yeah. And she did good. And then the main um, lead uh, protagonist, she... I've seen her in some other things, right. but, but she's she's a good actress. I think she's yeah. upcoming. I, I can't remember her name. Um, like a, t- she's a teen? Like a teen yeah. actress? Yeah. Yeah. She's been in some stuff. You'd recognize her probably. Yeah. So I checked that out. I, I recognize it's worth watching. Yeah. It's cool. I think that was on HBO. And then I watched a Noir Alley selection, The Night Holds Terror, 1955. Ooh. And this is a, a movie, um, kind of a home invasion, hold hold the people hostage kind of movie. Uh, it's okay. It, it's it's cool. It's not my favorite that I've seen. And, and kind of, I don't know, that whole, I think there was an era there in the late 50s and 60s where, where hold the family hostage was kind of a a, yeah. tr- a trope that was in, in these Hollywood movies a lot. Yeah. Uh, then I finally, you know, I watched it about four hours before it left HBO Max, and Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, that's right. Those, those, uh, it was, uh, the same day as theater. You only had 30 days. Yep. Yeah. It was gonna, sun, Sunday was the last day and I, and I fired it up. Yeah. Um, it's good. I don't think it's great, but the performances are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of think it's a, a case for me where the performances saved a mediocre script in film. Yeah. And um, the hi- the history is important, uh, absolutely. But I just am like, eh, it's okay. And then, and I'll have more notes on, on this movie when we, when we move forward into the show, but I watched 2001, and I thought this movie was much older than 2001. Mm-hmm. Well, still 20 years old. 20, yeah. Crazy. Uh, Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke, Training Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, I would not have guessed 2000. If you would have asked me, I'd be like, yeah, it was like 06, 07? Right, right. <laughs> well, I was going to guess like 98. Oh, you were going to go older? I thought it was older. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so I watched Training Day. Training Day, yeah. And I'll have more on Training okay. Day when we get into the show. All right. Was Denzel Incoming to America? Did I miss it? <laughs> and that's what I that's watched. It. That's, what, that's what okay. Yeah, I got some movies in. Um, uh, okay, I um, these were all streaming. I, I got all these, all these streaming. It's a short list. I, I fired this one. Two thousand eleven. 
was on Hulu. I was like, yeah, I enjoyed that movie. I watched uh, Attack the Block. Yeah. Uh, um, kind of uh, English gangster. Uh, I guess they're like a child street gang against aliens. I've been wanting to watch that again. Yeah. The only time I've he watched was... it was when you used to host Mark's Movie Night. Yeah. And I watched it at Mark's Movie Night. I haven't seen it since. Loved oh, it. Man. Yeah, it's uh, streaming on Hulu. Okay. And Amazon Prime. Um, it's 10 years old, which is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, I, a young John Boyega. Uh, he, he's in it. He, he's great. And yeah, it's just it's fun. The creature designs are really cool. It's uh, the, the, the kids are all really... Uh, you know, we talk about this when we do movies... When your movie centers on children, you got to cast the right ones. And, uh, you yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, the kids carry the movie, and it's, it's fun. Yeah, and you mentioned it, but that was going to be my question. Do the aliens hold up? Because that was the most Oh, the designs, yeah, are still cool. Cool, because that yeah. was the most striking thing of that movie was the, the, the yeah. creature. Yeah, ten years later, I was like, yeah, man, those aliens look so cool. Just, like, pitch black. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, put on the HDR setting on your TV. I don't know if... Uh, you know, because you want you want those true blacks. True blacks, yeah. yeah true blacks. Yeah. Um, watched a movie, t- 2020 film. Uh, I watched Ma, Rainey's Black Bottom. <laughs> so m- more words. Uh, <laughs> similar to like how you thought Saul Judas and Black Messiah. This is one where I go. I really liked it because the performances are so good. It's Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman, who was uh, you know nominated for the Oscar. Um, very sad they passed away. You know, obviously just because he died, but like. If he does win, I don't know if it's good. He, he watching, I was like, man, yeah, he absolutely deserves it. Like, and, and it was such a great performance. And it's kind of like where you think about Chadwick Boseman, and like I think about like Forty Two, yeah, and then I think about like Black Panther, which neither blew, he didn't really blow me away no. either. But then, you, and I haven't seen this yet, but I'm like, are was this the beginning of the greatness? Yeah. Then, yeah, and then and, and then cancer took him away. Yeah, forty two. I think I talked about. It, I was like, I, I just I don't really like that movie that much. I think he's fine in it. Black Panther, I really like, but you know, it's a comic book movie. He's he's doing a you know he's doing an African accent. It really just comes down to, like cool fighting. Uh, you know, he, he's doing you know, but you know, I, I don't. No one's gonna unless he, you're Heath Ledger. No one's no one's being nominated from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. He did Twenty One Bridges, which that's just like a cool cop movie, but you know. He's like a, he was like a, a guy I like seeing on screen, but I didn't necessarily think anything much of like, I didn't think he was like a, uh, you know, a guy who's going to be competing for a war. I, I didn't know if he had that in him to like throw, you know, I, I never saw the James Brown movie, but I saw this, I was like, oh yeah, this is a guy who absolutely could just like put him almost like a Denzel where it's like, yeah, Denzel could be in Training Day or like the Equalizer, but then he could also be nominated for you know, put him in the right role and, you know, he'll be nominated. I was like, yeah. It just does suck that we missed, we're going to miss out on two decades of, like, great chat yeah. performance. Yeah. But maybe there also would have been a 21 Bridges sequel. And I would have watched it. Uh, but the story itself, I, I don't know, I, I, I do think it's similar. I kind of thought this way about um, One Night in Miami, too. It's just like, maybe because they're both based on plays, it's like, yeah, the performances are really great, but as far as a movie goes, I don't know. There's not a ton going on. It's just really great, di- you know, model. You know, everybody gets their chance to get that really long monologue because it's a play. Like you picture this part where it's like, oh, this is where he would have stood at the edge of the the stage with right. the spotlight and give this thing. But um, yeah, so that was good. Uh, we'll watch it. Watch it for him. 
I watched a uh, new movie, 2021. This is on Hulu. Uh, Boss Level. It stars... Um, Heard of this one. Frank Grillo. It is a... Um, it's a, it's a time loop movie, which it seems like there's so many of them now. Yeah. And I like it. You know, give me all the you have to relive the same day over and over again movies. Uh, this one is more, it's cartoony. I mean, boss level kind of references. Of, it, it's played like a video game. It's this guy wakes up every day, living the same day. Um, he has to, he is being hunted by assassins. Uh, they're cartoony, assass- you know, ninjas and people with machine guns and you know rednecks with uh, crossbows and um, every time he dies you go back to your last save point you know is the beginning of the thing and he has to go through it uh, it's fun you know it's just it's getting some hype right now yeah it doesn't take itself serious it, it, it does feel just like uh, it's like oh kind of like um, I saw a lot of questions like oh it's like uh, Deadpool meets Groundhog's Day I was like yeah okay yeah I'm going to add that, I to, see my, that to my watch list before uh, I forget. That's the one. So before we stay record, I was like, oh, I saw Rob, Rob Gronkowski in a movie. He shows up in this. He's yeah. a boss level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah add that to my watch list. And, uh, and that's it. Just three movies. Uh, I, Mel I, Gibson's I, in that? Mel Gibson Yay. and um, Naomi Watts. Oh, I love Naomi Watts. Yeah. And then um, and then as the movie goes, you just a ton of people you recognize. Right. Like, yeah. Um, that's a Hulu, huh? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Cool. Uh, boss I, I wanted to do a double feature of um, that and then the Amazon um, time loop teen rom-com. I thought it'd be fun to do back-to-back time loop movies, but uh, didn't get that one in. So so maybe next next episode cool. I'll do the, uh, the teen time loop movie. I'll watch Palm Springs again. I don't know. <laughs> or put on Looper. Hmm. I know you got Looper over there. Yeah. Somewhere on that collection. Yeah, Looper. Um, Happy Death Day, that's another one where you just have to keep reliving the, the same day. I never saw Happy Death Day 2. I assume the plot's similar. That you have to keep <laughs> reliving the same day. Um, did watch uh, two other movies. We watched uh, another uh, new, uh, two streaming. We watched 2021's sequel to the 1988 uh, movie Coming to America. We watched Coming to America. Um the original Coming to America, 1988, is a romantic comedy directed by John Landis, uh, based on a story created by, or based on a yeah original story created by Eddie Murphy, who also stars in the movie, along with uh, Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, Sherry Headley, John Amos. Um, it is the story uh, in the African nation of Zamunda. Uh, Prince Akeem Jaffer grows weary of his pampered lifestyle on his 21st birthday and wishes to do more for himself. When his parents, the king and queen, present him with an arranged bride-to-be, Akeem takes action, seeking an independent woman who loves him for himself and not his social status. Uh, he and his best friend, Semi, played by Australian Hall, travel to Queens, New York, where they, um, uh, under the, the guise of being uh, poor African students. Students, yeah. Yeah. Uh, beginning their search for Akeem's bride, they end up being invited by some locals to a rally raising money for the inner city. Uh, during that rally, Akeem encounters Lisa McDowell, who possesses all the qualities he's looking for. Uh, so upon his assistance, he and Semi get entry-level jobs working at a fast food restaurant called McDowell's, uh, owned by Lisa's father, Cleo. Uh, from there, Akeem attempts to woo Lisa, and then his parents come to retrieve him. And he kind of is caught between uh, the lie he's told her and living up to his parents' expectations. Did you rewatch Coming? I assume you've seen Coming to America before. Yes. Okay. 
Not not a first one. Did you rewatch Coming to America in preparation for this? I did. It is streaming on Amazon Prime for any of those who, who also want to watch. Uh, what do you think of Coming to America? Um, so, on re... I had seen this movie one time before. Okay. And was it 1988? Or was this... Uh, did you see it later in life? Later. Probably high school, junior high, high school. Okay, so... so 1988, I would have been like Ten years six later years or something? Old. Yeah, something like that. So, and, and this is where a training day comes into play. Okay. So, I have always thought that coming to America is maybe one of the most overrated movies I've okay. ever seen in my life. And I don't know, like, critically where it was or commercially. All I know is people around me just always told me how great coming to America was. And... When I watched Coming to America, I was like, what are people talking about? This movie's not that good. Yeah. So upon re-watching Coming to America, I still think it has got to be one of the most overrated movies I have ever seen in my life. That's I've tried to... <laughs> it, oh, this was a... Um, it was a huge release. Um, so, let's see. I want to see where it ended... It was the third highest grossing movie of that year, of 1988, was Coming to America. Um, I guess opposite of Mike. So, Coming to America, I saw this, I, I've probably seen this movie dozen times. I feel like this was on Comedy Central all the time, and I would just, like, watch it. Yeah, this uh, one was always on cable. Yeah, yeah. I, and I would say that Coming to America is probably one of top three Comedies from the eighties for me. <laughs> I love this movie, and then I rewatched. I probably hadn't seen it. Oh no! So last time I watched it was uh, before I got married. So that was about four years ago. Um, my wife had never seen it, uh, and so I was like, "You gotta watch Coming to America." And we watched Coming to America. She loved it. I still loved it. Hadn't seen it in about four years. Rewatched. It, I go, "Yeah, I still love Coming to America." <laughs> uh, we strongly considered for our wedding. The reason I wanted to show it to her because uh, we were trying to pick out her uh, song that she comes down the aisle to. And I was like, oh, you should do the, uh, she's your queen. <laughs> she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, you know, if we're coming to America. She's like, I have no idea. I showed it to her and strongly considered, me more so than her, I was like, this is what you should walk down to. Is she's your queen. Uh, and if we could find that guy to sing it or, you know, a lookalike, that was good enough. And we do that. Um, yeah. So I love coming to America. Um, America loved going to go see Come to America. I did, that's new to me. That It was the third highest grossing uh, film of that year. That must be, I mean, that must be pretty high for a comedy to be, yeah, definitely. To be in I mean, the top we're, three. We're in the, the realms of like the, the lethal weapons yeah. kind of era. Like, so, I mean, maybe like a, like a Ghostbusters, I think when we did two, that yeah. was also highly grossing. Yeah. I mean, maybe now it's, now it's a thing where like, you don't see comedies creep into like the top ten. Right. You know, hang, that's why Hangover is such a huge success, because like, they just don't happen anymore. Uh, so for this to be the third highest grossing. Um, yeah, that's, that's, really, that's yeah. really surprising. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a film score of 71%, uh, so that's certified fresh. Uh, just barely eking it out by uh, 2% points. Uh, let's see. So, the website's critical consensus read, Eddie Murphy was in full control at this point, starkly evident in Coming to America, John Landis's coasting direction. That's not much of a critical consensus. It's just a statement of that he was in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> they, they should work on that right That now. it was his movie, not yeah. John Landis's movie. Just to be like, yeah. 
the critical consensus reads, Eddie Murphy was in full control at this point, starkly evident, coming to America. Like, yeah, we know he was a big star. <laughs> What's the critical consensus of the movie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Now, you can think something's uh, overrated, but still, do you think this is a bad movie? No, I don't think it's okay. bad. I, to me, I'm like, it just doesn't have the laugh, like, the jokes don't make me laugh. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's just so, like, that, the song, that's one of the laughing points for yeah. me, is the song. Um, and then, like, I, I think there's just so much, everyone loves the Mighty Sharp guys. And, yeah, the Mighty Sharp guys are, are really funny. Oh, the barber, the barber, yeah, yeah. And, and and I and I and I love that part. Yeah. But other than that, I'm like, to me, I'm like, this is a nothing movie. It just crawls. It's super. I just think it's yeah. really boring. And and so I'm like, God, why is everyone so fixated on this movie? Uh, maybe it just seems that way to yeah. me. But I just I'm like, yeah, I just just don't get. I don't laugh. At, it's not funny. And I love Eddie Murphy. I mean, most of his stuff and it and. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know. Some, yeah. you know, some well, movies. We'll get into this with Coming to America, too, but I also love Eddie Murphy. But then as I went through his IDMV, I was like, oh, I only love Eddie Murphy because of Coming to America. <laughs> no, he has, like, four really good, like, the start to Eddie Murphy, I, I think, is just tremendous. And then you go through, like, that 90s run and go, what the hell happened to Eddie Murphy? Right, yeah. Oh, well, he was donkey. I guess he didn't have to do a lot. True, true. Um, how's that time to train day? Oh, so I was looking <laughs> for something to watch the other night, and I'm like... You know what? I remember thinking Training Day has got to be one of the most overrated movies I have ever seen. Yeah. Everyone was like, you got to watch Training Day. It's so amazing. And then and then I watched it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not down with Training Day. And then every year, everyone's like, oh, man, you remember Training Day? So I went back and watched Training Day. Yeah. Training Day fucking rules. Yo, okay. Oof, good. I, was like, <laughs> I haven't seen Training Day in about 15 years, but I was like, I love trading. Like, I thought trading was I, so good. The first time I watched it, I'm like, I don't get it. And mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it, you know how it is when things get overhyped to you. Yeah. And 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 and. That's why I ask if if you thought it was bad versus is overrated. I think Mike Trout's overrated. Do I think he's a bad player? He's above Mendoza, you know. But <laughs> is he overrated? Yeah. So but, you know. But but anyway, so I went back and watched yeah. Training Day, and I just absolutely love Training Day. Yeah. The fight at the end is a little stupid and drug out. But, love the training day. Yeah. Um, but at one point, he does say, you know, I'm surgical with this shotgun, Jake, which we have a friend, who I think, apropos to nothing, has said that to us four times. <laughs> Just you, know friend, you know I'm surgical with this shit. <laughs> it, I don't know if it necessarily applies to anything we're talking about, but he'll throw it in there. I go, yeah, that's right, yeah. That was a cool line. <laughs> and everyone loves the King Kong speech. King Kong. You know. Know. And that doesn't even make sense. Like, I like the speech, yeah. but... That doesn't even make sense. He would have been like, Godzilla's got nothing on me. That would have made sense because Godzilla literally burns shit down. Yeah. He's talking about burning the place to the ground and he says King Kong. Oh. King Kong is more of a, a break thing. King Kong didn't really do much to New York. Um, so Unless he so, foresaw Kong versus Godzilla 2021. I'd like to see some of the outtake. How many scenes and how many monsters he like... <laughs> do you think he's ad-libbing? Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. He, he went through... Eight different monsters, creatures. I'll burn this down. The creature of the Black Lagoon's got, got nothing, nothing on me. Swamp Thing's got nothing on me. Uh-huh. Playing Penal League. <laughs> it's a great speech. He gets shot in the ass. Oh, now I gotta watch Trade Day. He's like, ah, you shot me in the ass, Jake. 
Which wouldn't be my reaction to get shot in the ass, but that's what makes Denzel so cool. Like, he's the villain, but you're like, yeah, he says a lot of cool stuff. He does say a lot of cool <laughs> shit in movie. Yeah, so I, 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 thor- I thoroughly enjoyed Training Day again uh, upon rewatching. To clarify, I, I'd cry if I was shot in the ass. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to give a big speech. I would just, I would lay there. I'd lay down. Yeah. I wouldn't even grab my butt. I would just like, I'd just lay in like the mummy position. Like I'd be afraid to grab my butt. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, it probably hurts. Yeah. But you gotta put pressure. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, but if all places they get shot, that's where you want to be shot. In the butt? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, Thigh meat, you got a lot, of, a lot of meat in the thigh, but you also got some, uh, you know, you got some arteries going through. Yeah, you got there. the femoral. You don't want to get hit, hit the femoral. Ooh, top of the foot, you know, you think, oh, you know, top of the foot, that's kind of insignificant, but that, that's all bone. Man, I, you don't want to be breaking those little foot bones. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. small caliber, right? Oh, yeah, you shot him like a nine. I don't want to get shot point blank in the butt. You got it. Like, ideally, it would be like um, an in and out, just the meat. You know? Yeah. Like, kind of from the side, kind of angles. Yeah, through and me. through. Yeah. 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 Exit only. That's that's, that's <laughs> the way to do it. Uh, street cred, though. Because I don't feel like, you know, if you're like, oh, I've been shot before. You know, be like, oh, damn, you've been shot before? And they're like, man, what, what happens? I shot in the butt. I still feel like people would laugh at you. Oh, you'd get laughed at. It's yeah. not as cool. But, like, you're still, you're still a fucking shot. shot. Yeah. Like, why, why is that funny versus, like, I got like, shot in the shoulder? You know, in movies, that's where everybody gets shot, you know, because, yeah. yeah, you can just, you know. You either shot in the shoulder or you get shot. Yeah. You shot in the shoulder, some guy walks up, you know, he checks behind you and goes, yeah, in and out, you, you, you'll be fine. You'll live. Yeah, through and through. Yeah. It's like, you don't, how do you know? How, how do you know? That could be infected. That could, I could, I could have nicked the bone. Yeah, I mean, that may not be an accident from the bullet, that might have been the bone getting, like, <laughs> Pushed Launched out. out of my body and my yeah. bullet is somewhere poisoning me. Yeah, you don't... You're not a doctor. <laughs> Some bearded SEAL Team 6 guys is like, you're fine? Like, in and out. Says you? In and out, back in the fight. Where have you been shot? The butt? <laughs> Get out of here. You got shot in the ass. You don't know <laughs> shit. Uh, it's coming to America. You know. Some people like it. Some people don't. Uh, 71% of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Huge movie uh, financially. Eddie Murphy goes on to... Um, be a pretty big movie star, uh, you know. We we've done Nutty Professor, as mentioned, he did, uh, does the Shrek movies. Beverly did, Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Um, I Spy with Owen Wilson. Yeah, and then he kind of goes and he. I mean, he did like Doctor Doolittle series, yeah. and um, you know, I think he kind of goes on a run of just making movies that aren't great, but he's starring in the movie, you know, Norbit and uh, Meet Dave and all these, and then he kind of disappears. And I feel like recently Eddie Murphy's had a. A resurgence. Uh, he he was in uh, Dolomite. Uh, Dolomite is my name last year, and then uh, it's announced. Hey, coming to America! It's it, it's coming uh, to Amazon. So fast forward. What is that? That's three. That's that's thirty three years later. Man. Uh, this time <laughs> it's directed by uh, Craig Brewer, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall. Um, James Earl Jones, uh, John Amos, uh, Sherry Headley, they all return, along with uh, Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan, Kiki Lane, um, Wesley Snipes, and uh, Jermaine Fowler. Uh, in this film, and feel free to jump in if there's anything uh, you want to talk about as I'm giving this summary. Uh, on the 30th anniversary of his wedding with Lisa, uh, Prince Akeem is summoned before his dying father. The king and his shaman Baba 
revealed to Keem that he has had he had sired his son during his first visit in Queens after Semi had enticed two women into spending the night with them while Akeem was still searching for his future queen. Uh, one of them had drugged Akeem, and resulting in a tryst he did not remember. As the Mundian tradition demands that only a male successor can inherit the throne, and Lisa has borne only daughters, Akeem is forced to travel back to Queens to retrieve his son. If not, Zamunda could face a hostile takeover by their militaristic neighboring nation, Nexdoria, uh, whose dictator, General Izzy, uh, who was the brother of Akeem's original arranged bride-to-be, has been pushing Akeem's eldest daughter into marrying his son. Uh, following King uh, Jaffe's funeral and Akeem's uh, ascension to king, he and Semi travel back to Queens to meet his illegitimate son, Lavelle, a ticket scalper struggling to get a real job. After an awkward reunion with his mother, Mary, Akeem takes them back to Zamunda, much to his family's displeasure. General Izzy introduces his daughter to Lavelle as a last shot at laying claim to the throne, but in order to qualify as a royal prince, Lavelle first has to pass a series of tests. Um, he's reluctant at first, but then bonds with Marimbe, a royal groomer who tells him of Akeem's quest to find his queen, encouraging him to follow his own path. From there, he gradually develops an understanding with Akeem's family, uses his wits and some forced courage as he pass, uh, passes the test and is made prince. Um... From there, then he must decide, uh, is he ready to become king, or does he, like Akeem did, follow his own path? Um, I guess we'll start, what, what did you like about coming to America? Ooh, coming to America with the with, with two. Oh yeah, we're going to get you grading the, grading the sequel, because I mean, this, this does count as a unique sequel title. Um, I enjoyed uh, Wesley Snipes getting some work. Yeah, he was, he was great to he, see. He was fun, I, I liked that. I like that whole uh, announcement of the general. I like their whole vibe. Yeah. I like their whole... It, I mean, it I, was absurd. It did feel like... Um, I kind of liked it. Uh, so they have a training montage where they're doing. They're all doing shake wakes. Yes. And they have DDR. And it does feel like... Uh, I don't know if it was mentioned or... It, I just feel like after seeing that, like, oh, they got a copy of, like, Stomp the Yard. And to him, like, that was, like, that's American... That's Western American cool. So yeah. That is how he will be introduced. Because there was a lot of stomping. <laughs> yeah, so I liked I liked Wesley yeah. Snipes. He could be Blade tomorrow. I think. Yeah, he still looks. Yeah. Oh yeah, he absolutely could. I don't. He was sixty, probably. Gotta be. Yeah, gotta be. Um, and they did a. Uh, I think they. It was nice to you know bring back you know as much as the of the cast as they could. Yeah. Um, that was that was cool. <laughs> well, it was easy because it was. Um, that's just Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy and make Yeah, they do everything. So yeah. it was easy to bring back a lot I mean, of the we cats. Got, we got back to the Mighty Sharp Barbershop. So yeah. uh, we still got Mighty Sharp. Got those guys. That was still that was, that was still funny. 30 years later, they uh, look, look the same. They look the same. funny in itself. And, and they, they still had, like, to me, that was the highlight of the original. And right. I brought them back. And and uh, so that was, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, you know, they, they call it a rom-com. You know, it's Akeem, he goes to, uh, well, it's kind of Prince and Papa, right? Rich guy, has to pretend to be poor to woo this uh, woman of McDowell's. Uh, this, so it was rated PG-13. And it, was, it was more of a family movie. I, I liked them the more, you know, instead of kind of running it back, which they kind of did, but they did add other elements of, like, I, I like, you know, he only had daughters, and there was this, you know, 
why would why can't his oldest daughter be queen of Zamunda? And I, I like that they try to do some other things. Like, I think they were kind of um, missed opportunities to do more with it. Um, yeah, Wesley Snipes was cool to see. Um, I enjoyed Tracy Morgan doing his Tracy Morgan yeah, thing. Thank, yeah, thank, thank God for Tracy Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, yeah, there are, um, you know, a lot of cameos. Morgan Freeman showed up. I was like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Eddie Murphy is still, I, I think, it's he's got an interesting career. When I just went through his IMDb, I was like, man, I feel like I should like a lot more Eddie Murphy movies because I like him. And when he's on screen, I like I like him. But um, yeah, it just it's, a lot of it falls falls kind of seems flat. Like he could, yeah. Seems like he he should be capable of. Yeah. I, I listened to a career. Uh, it was a podcast. They kind of did a career retrospective of Eddie Murphy, and one thing they brought up was that Eddie Murphy was really good. When he was doing, when maybe he didn't have so much control, but then he became such a huge star that he had creative control over everything. And then it just kind of, you know, maybe there wasn't that collaboration, which in comedy, I think you kind of need it. Um, yeah, because, I mean, he, he's a very funny guy. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Uh, what didn't you like about coming to America? Um, it, it, they they did like you mentioned try to do some different things, but even though like they, the, like why can't the 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 woman be? It was just it's just too like expected right now. Like I don't need, I don't need a, a social, I, I don't need to take the uh, them to take a, a social stance on feminism or anything like that. Um and and but but then they just. Just like kind of like glazed over it. Yeah, it is a thing. I like either go for it or yes. don't. That the movie should have just. I, I kind of wish Eddie Murphy was like the third star of this movie. That the movie should have just been uh, Lavelle finding out that he is. You know, he's this guy in New York. He's hard hard luck to get a real job. Oh, I thought the scene with uh, Colin Jost was very funny, where he's being interviewed. And it, I didn't. I, I thought that was I didn't think that was funny at all. Uh, to to me it was just it was just so like forced yeah. and they were trying to shove like jokes down my throat. Yeah. And then I think it's what happened after. It's like that went nowhere. He's trying to get a legitimate job. Yeah. But then he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck it. This guy's an asshole. I'm done." And yeah. then that was just gone. It didn't matter anymore. And so like to me that totally whitewashed that whole scene, which I didn't think was very funny anyway. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I like the jokes uh, with the call of Joe State. But, yeah, so he's this guy who can't get a job. Maybe he's too um, too stubborn or, you know, he's, thinks maybe he, he's owed more, you know, that, you know, that can be disrespected. And then he finds out, oh, well, yeah, you're, act, you know, you're actually a prince uh, and you, you're supposed to inherit the kingdom. So he goes to Africa and then there's a sister that's like, no, I've actually been here the whole time. I should become queen. And that should be the movie. But there's just, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of forced scenes. Yeah, it's just, they, they, they try to do, I mean, there's like five different main things that should be happening right now. You know, I, I don't even know if you need, or like the thing with Nextoria, and I don't know, you know, Eddie, 
yeah, I kind of just wish things would just... I, I, I know they wanted to get everything in, but I don't know if you needed the Reverend again or if you needed the barbershop guys again. It's like, if you do to come to America, I guess it wouldn't make sense unless Eddie Murphy did go back to America. Because, uh, you know, it's in the title. You gotta go You gotta go to America again. You can't just be an American going to Africa. Uh, it's not called coming to Africa. No, yeah. So <laughs> someone does have to go to America. Um, but, yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, it just seemed not very focused and uh it, it was like oh we're coming to america we're gonna have Eddie murphy and he's gonna do all his characters and we're gonna bring a bunch of people you know therefore the script's really not that important and it, this movie just really lacks uh uh cohesive story mm-hmm. yeah uh and then some of the stuff so okay so there's no there's really no story you know that, that makes a ton of sense or that like i'm super invested in so then it's like all right well then it's just like nostalgia well, it's like, well, I already saw these jokes before. Uh, they didn't land with Mike the first time. And then for me, I was like, well, I just saw this I saw this a week ago. <laughs> yeah, it was funnier. It was much funnier than talking about Joe Frazier and Rocky Marciano than it was them talking about Manny Pacquiao yeah. losing to Conor McGregor or whatever. Like, no, I'd much rather hear the guy talking about Joe Frazier or uh, Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis was 135 years old. Like, This movie reminded me a lot of when we did Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, it yeah. just seemed like... Too much time had passed. Yes. And then they tried to do the same movie again. It just doesn't, with a little twist, just didn't work. I, I was that's I thought, I'm like, man, this is just like watching Blues Brothers 2000. I said, Eric Clapton doesn't show up at the end. Yeah. It's John Legend. Like, it's John Legend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, some of it was in, like, so, like, yeah, no Eric Clapton. Like, the stuff they did, like, okay, so it's, it's a lot of nostalgia, and then it's like, and then we're just going to like hit you with like, hey, we got a bunch of people who also like coming to America and they're going to be in the movie. When In Vogue and like Salt and Pepper show up, I was like, oh, this is that, that like that's cringy. Yeah. The when the queen when the um, when Wesley Snipes' daughters introduced and they it turns into like a, a musical number, I'm like, well, this this is bad. Like this is not good. Like it's not funny. And I so am I supposed to be in it? What what am I supposed to what am I supposed to take away from this scene? I, I don't understand. Other than she got to sing. I mean, the guy who does your, uh, she's your queen. He gets to sing again, and then Lavelle breaks into a rap. It was. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah like, that was just. It was. It was just kind of. It was. It was like cringy. I was like, oh, that's. That was. I'm embarrassed that <laughs> they, they, they put that in a movie. It's just like, yeah, we're gonna dedicate three minutes to this. Yeah, it's not good to embarrass your viewers. No, <laughs> I, I was I was embarrassed for Jermaine Fowler. I don't know much of him. I was like, this kid has promise, and he has to rap on screen for, <laughs> for no reason. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so I so this is a, a sequel to to a movie. Um, was there anything that happened from the first one that that they continued? that necessarily worked for you, or was there anything specifically that you're like, oh, they just should not have continued this? I really enjoyed, the, from the first movie, I liked the McDowell's versus McDonald's bit. Yeah. And I wish we would have got more McDowell's versus McDonald's in this one. It's uh-huh. very short. They're short. I mean, 10 seconds, uh, pile. Yeah, and, and I really like that stuff from the first one. Um, John Amos was there for half a day. And he, John Amos is my boy. He's a Chiefs fan. Like, oh, you know, we're KC fans. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, he he, he should have been in it more. But yeah, more. Who was that? Uh, Louis Anderson? Is that? 
Yeah, Louis yeah, Anderson. Louis Anderson. Yeah. yeah, those guys were on set for thirty minutes. Yeah, filmed their stuff yep. in and out. In and out. And I, yeah, I and I like. I really enjoyed that part of of the first one. I wish they would have would have expanded on that more. And then and then another thing I'd, I'd like to mention. Uh, uh, and I'll mention it. I, I have a new segment I'd like to add to the oh, show. Okay. <laughs> do we get into an hour? Or do we get through the sure. Okay. I'm calling this segment timestamps. Time. Okay. And I can't tell you. That I'm gonna do timestamps every week. Okay. I think it may only happen when there's a movie that I'm just not into. Yeah. Um, so I decided I am going when I did or thought something of note while watching the movie. Yeah. I was going to push. I was going to look at what the time was on the clock. Yeah. Timestamp. Write down what it was. Yeah. So I'm gonna run through my timestamps here. Okay. And this is probably only going to apply to bad movies moving forward. Okay. Um, I think I need to, what movie did I do? Oh, Wonder Woman, where I had a timestamp. Did you? Like, okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, the opening credits start 23 minutes in. That's too long. Yeah. So, um, at eight minutes and nine seconds, okay. I pushed pause. I think I remember this. And I had to look up on my phone uh, because I was pretty certain James Earl Jones died. In so I was Yeah. Okay. So I was like, did James Earl Jones die? Oh, no, he's still alive. Yeah. Great. Okay, cool. Because I was worried. I'm like, well, when was this film? When he died? When yeah. He okay, so. That okay, was it was a recent. Yeah. Yeah, recent. Eight game. minutes, nine seconds. Yeah. I had to double check if James Earl Jones was alive or not. Yeah. At 12 minutes and 17 seconds, I stopped the movie. I got up. I went to the cupboard because I knew I had a bag of Starburst jelly beans in there. Okay. I opened the jelly beans. I had about 10 jelly beans. Yeah. Came back. Push play. <laughs> 23 or 24 minutes and 23 seconds. I was so bored and falling asleep, I stopped and I went and made a pot of coffee. Okay. And got a cup of coffee. 40 minutes and 53 seconds, I pushed pause, I looked to Jane, and I said, if I did not have to watch this movie for the show, I would stop it right now and we would watch Rick and Morty. This is terrible. Yeah. (laughs) At one hour and two minutes, I didn't push pause. I looked at the time, though. I got up. As I I had lost all care of this movie, I got up and used the bathroom. Yeah. Just number one, but I did not pause the movie. Right, just it was not necessary. Yeah. Just kept it rolling. Came back. Now this is the most important timestamp right mm-hmm. here. At one hour, thirty-eight minutes and sixteen seconds. Oh, the restroom was one hour, two minutes and four seconds. Yeah. At one hour, thirty-eight minutes and sixteen seconds, yeah. I pushed pause. Because I had a panic mode, I had to see if Eric LaSalle had died. Because I couldn't figure out why Eric LaSalle was not in Coming to America when he was one of the highlights yeah. of Coming to America for me. Did is he dead? Eric LaSalle is alive and well. I I thought about as I was watching. So as we got to the end, and kind of ties into the, the question of what continued. One of my highlights of Coming to America is. Um, Oh shit! I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, sexual chocolate. I can't think. Of what's the band leader's name? But uh, is seeing that, and we get to the end. I go, oh, that's a shame that he brought back all the characters except for uh, sexual chocolate, and then he came in there. I didn't necessarily love uh, We Are Family. I thought it was much funnier him doing a ballad of uh, Wind, Wind Beneath My Wings. Uh, but then briefly, I thought, what they couldn't find a role for the boyfriend to come back. Like Soul Glow is hilarious. I yeah, and, and I and he. I liked him, and I like that pompous guy. Yeah. I mean, I, and Eric LaSalle, like, 
you know, oh, 30 years later, the years and years of ER. Yeah. Is this pompous kind of guy on ER? He plays the character so well. And, and like, you couldn't get Eric LaSalle? Oh, come back. Like, maybe he's all fat, but he's so, still, like, he's balding, but he still has the Jerry curl on the back. Like, there's some humor to be had. There is. And so I, like, freaked out. I'm like, oh, shit, did Eric LaSalle die? Mm-hmm. Did I miss Eric LaSalle dying? Because I, I lo- I've been watching some ER, like, over the last couple of years. I, yeah. I like Eric LaSalle a lot. And I saw, like, it's like, oh, fuck, man. Did Eric die? Yeah. No, he's cool. He's cool. He just didn't get called back to coming to America. Maybe you had the script. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was just like, I'm not going to waste my time with this. Like, you want to be a McDowell? You can show McDowell's. <laughs> and... and and that was my final timestamp. Yeah. I did make one additional comment when the credits rolled and we got outtakes, which, hey, I like outtakes. Thanks for throwing some outtakes in. Like, that's one thing I missed from the late 90s movies is outtakes. Yeah, you don't see those anymore. Um, but I think we got to the point where then John Legend showed up in the credits. Yeah. And I, I didn't push pause or check the time, but I was like, will this fucking end already? Yeah. And then finally it does. Uh, the, outta- the, the, out- the outtakes might be um, an inner care of how the movie was because the outtakes weren't funny they weren't that good but but i that's one thing i was like it didn't seem like anybody was like making anybody laugh on set so yeah you got to be worried when you're the editor and you're putting i was like we'll put together some funny outtakes and you can't come with anybody making that's the outtakes right it's somebody says a joke and then you cause the other actor on set to to crack to crack yeah you can't just be like i forgot my line right (laughs) yeah um yeah, that was. Um, do you think so? We've done, we've got, we've done like a hundred and twenty, thirty of these uh, sequels and remakes. Is comedy the hardest to make a sequel or remake of? It has to be. It yeah. ha- It's just it's too natural and too easy for people to recycle the jokes and yeah. stuff and, and the situations. I I, th- I think I bring up every comedy. It's just like I wish this was a different movie, but I. I I get why they look at it and go, well, this is what was successful, so that's why we have to do it again, but, I don't know. Don't make a sequel then. If you're not going to, like, you know, you, you have to have more story to tell. And so, like, I kind of give, at least they, in the script somewhat, they have, like, oh, well, it's kind of a different story, but then to just, like, but we're going to pepper with all these jokes that are 33 years old at yeah. this point. It's just, like, that's not going to work. Um, all right. <laughs> um, and that concludes timestamps. Timestamps, yeah. I, like I thought there was going to be timestamps of similar like how I did with Wonder Woman, where I go, at 22 minutes, this is what happened in the film. But you no, guys, these were Mike's timestamps. These were Mike did. Mike uh, stamps. At one point during the movie, I had to get up and use the bathroom. I, I didn't bother. <laughs> I, I came back. I, was like, I don't feel like I missed anything. Um, does the original Coming to America? Does that need an, a nut? So it's twenty twenty one. Would you like to see a remake of this movie or the original movie? Do they need a se- does Eddie Murphy need a second shot at it, or is it time that someone else um, we give a, a, a another young comedian a, a shot at coming to America? Gosh, you know, I I no, I think it stands on its own. I think you know it it. Though I don't love it, I think there's enough people that do like really cherish that movie that they should just leave it alone. Yeah, Be- because I-, I think the charm of Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall playing all the different characters was lost when you they're just kind of like doing it again, but kind of just 
recycling the jokes. Well, that's what's so tough about comedy, I think, too, is is you, you can remake a thriller, you can remake a horror movie, because I think what people really like about those are, like, the story. But comedies are so driven on the stars of those movies, and it's like, well, if you can't capture Eddie Murphy... Or if Eddie Murphy's 33 years, you know, past what we thought Eddie Murphy was really funny. You know, it, I think we talk about this a lot when we, you know, like, oh, who would you cast now? It's like, well, I don't know. It, that was Will Ferrell 15 years ago. You're not going to do Will Ferrell again. Right. Otherwise, you're doing an impression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know what comedian they would, uh, the guy who plays Jin Yang from uh, Silicon Valley. <laughs> Coming to America, but he's like, you know, he's Chinese. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. He has to come to America to find his bride. Um, would you... So we've seen Coming to America. Would you like to see Coming 3 America? No. A continuation of this story? Not not, a, not a chance. <laughs> not not a not a chance. I would like to see, um, you know, if they're forcing one, and say, yeah, you gotta, you gotta make it, but we're gonna let you write it. It would be a prequel, and it's um, how General Izzy took over control of uh, Nextoria. His, <laughs> his rise to power. That's what I want to see. Him finding Stomp the Yard, you know, him getting the first shake wake. Um, he he becomes he becomes yeah, the uh, the commander ruler through like a dance competition. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you need to see the original Coming to America to watch Coming to America? Man, trick question. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no because they flash back enough and everything's recycled enough. It is so weird that this movie that everything is recycled yet they almost. It, I think you meant insulting to an audience. So so much of it relies on like, hey, you remember this from the original movie? We're gonna do the joke again. Then why are you recapping the original movie to me twice? Right, yeah. Why are there flashbacks, and then at some point you just have a character tell me exactly what happened in the first Coming to America? You must assume I've seen Coming to America if you're going to do McDowell McDonald jokes to start the movie. Yeah. And that just, to me, that shows like this lack of confidence in, in the script. Yeah. Like, well, why do you got to fill this in? Because, because A, it's 33 years later, and clearly you waited too long. Yeah. And B... Obviously, you're on to something not good here, so just, uh, just like, kibosh it now. This movie, I believe there are five writers listed, uh, which never is good. Ne never a good sign. Uh, Do you think the one who wrote the line about why would you make a sequel to a movie, do you think they were being very clever or they saw how bad this was and just put that in there? It was just like, why are we making a sequel to a movie? I feel like that was um, something that was, was created in production and slipped in by an editor. Yeah. It's just like... Not supposed to ever be make the film. Uh, because it's like, yeah, hey, we're making a... You know. Do you think it's VO? They're having a different conversation. It's <laughs> just over the top of them. It's just like, why make a sequel to a movie? They're putting it together like, this is this is not good. Um, all right. Now, I think we've gathered that you don't necessarily enjoy either one of these movies very much. But you've seen them both. You're being forced to. My gun to your head. General Izzy himself is challenging you to a dance-off, or you can watch one of these movies. Which one are you grabbing first? I'm, I'm going with the original. Yeah. Though, I, though I didn't, I don't really like it, I, I still enjoyed it more than the, the new one. Yeah, I, I don't think any, the new one has anything new to offer. It, 
that the stuff that is slightly funny is like, well, there was there's no new, there's nothing new in this one that's like its own original joke. It, so it's all just yeah. rehashes of the first one. It's like, let's well, just watch the first one then. Uh, unless you really want to see what Salt and Pepper's up to, then I guess you could watch this one. And, and that's what they're up to. Yeah. Dude, you can yeah. probably check it out on YouTube. Still doing uh, What a Man. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, uh, coming. Oh no! But before we get to so, so this is a segment that we only do for special special movies. Uh, what would you grade? Just the title, coming to America. I I actually am gonna give the title an A. I really it's, <laughs> it's dumb because there was, but I like it. Yeah, I I like that they just changed T O to two. Yeah, I'm giving it an A. I I think that is a that was a good way to go. It's very difficult. It makes it very difficult to search the original movie because I go, well, no, I want to pull up the Wikipedia for coming to America. T- so I, T O America. It still pulls up coming to America. Yeah. First, um, but yeah, I like it. I just, yeah, coming to. If this script was uh, lazy and just kind of put together, um, I think changing T O to two. It's just like the epitome of it all. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's just coming to America. Scratch that, fill that in. Yeah. And then finally... We don't, we don't have to make a ton of posters. It's going straight to, you know... Yeah. It's the same poster. They just... Uh, yeah, they, just they ended up the yeah. two. Just put a, put a number. Um, and finally, coming to America, did we need it? No, I don't think, in my opinion, no, we, didn't, we did not need it. I may make a blanket statement here. And that when it comes to comedies, I don't think we need a sequel for any comedy that was made before, I'm going to be generous, 2005. If it's from the 80s, the 90s, the 70s, and you want to create a sequel to it, just don't. It's, it, too much time has passed for a con- I can't think of a successful one where you're like, yeah, I don't know. we waited 25 years between movies. It's just, it can't be done. Yeah, it's just, that's, 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 I'm trying to think. I don't, too, too long. Um, trying to, trying to, I know we've done one where I was like, oh, it was 20 years later, it was okay. Um, you know, be like, be like American Psycho last week, one year. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's the window you get. Uh, My Bloody Valentine was a remake. Jack Ryan was kind of like a reboot. Uh, Born Legacy wasn't that much later. Wonder Woman was pretty... After. Yeah, I don't think it's... I think it's been a while since we've done, like, a... Uh, a big gap like this. Um, I know we've done them. I, it must be that uh, it's uh, never a good idea. Borat? I guess Borat was the one where I was just yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, that one was... 15 years ago. Yeah, whatever. that was a pretty big gap. And, um, you know, and that's one, you know, that was a comedy. I, I don't, I think we both kind of were like, eh, it was funny, but the first one's fine. Like, you have the first one. But that was one where Sasha Barry Court, like, stepped back. And, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe this would have been more funny if this was a vehicle for Jermaine Fowler instead of Eddie Murphy. Sure. Um, you know, use it to give it, but I don't know. Yeah. Or it was just a, wait, what do you think, was this film on location in Africa? Is this an Adam Sandler move where he was just like, I'm going to get my friends together and we're just going to take a vacation? I don't think it was filmed in Africa at all. Okay. I, th- I think it was probably filmed... Let me see. Where? In California. Exclusively. Was 
coming to, to I want the number two, coming to America Films. Uh, Atlanta. Okay. Oh, yeah, it had the little Georgia Peach thing at the end of the credits. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not much of a vacation for your no. friends. If you're going to do it, do, do the Sandler style. It's like, no, we're going to... We're gonna do a movie set in Africa, and we're I'm taking all my friends to Africa. Yeah, we're going we're going on a safari, and you're paying for it, Amazon Prime. <laughs> uh, yeah, coming to America. Yeah, just um, just don't do it. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting for our, for our next movie. Uh, if you have thoughts about coming to America, you can email us at uh, dbdgpodcast@gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. If uh, you just want to quote Mike your favorite Coming to America lines, just <laughs> just out of nothing, just you know. and they're all going to be from the Mighty T Barber guys. I get it, like I get it. Those guys are funny. I know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they were funny. Do you? That's Eddie Murphy in Arsenio Hall. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's uh, oh shit. Even the old white man. This is the movie. <laughs> yeah, this is the movie where Eddie Murphy he does this and he he's like oh you know okay we're gonna do the Night Professor. But this is what kicks. This was the gateway go, uh, drug to him doing Norbit. To the yeah. To this the is where he falls full in, suit yeah, makeup. This yeah. is where he falls in love with prosthetics. Yeah. Um, I would like to see outtakes from the original where um, Orsinio is the woman hitting on Eddie Murphy at the bar. You know that took so many sh- takes, right? Yeah. Those guys. That had to been awesome. Yes. There must be some really funny stuff. Oh, but he looks her. He's sitting across from her and he's just in his wig. Ah, those were the days. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't do drag for this one. <laughs> um, our next movie, kind of following in line with uh, uh, you know, a rich person defying the, the wishes of their family, we are going to do the remake to... Arthur, um, the uh, remake starring uh, Russell Brand, which uh, I had never seen, came out I don't know ten years ago probably. Yeah, and that and that's a big gap from the original, is it not? The original, I believe, is uh, late seventies. Okay, yeah. So, it's but this is a remake, so sometimes. Yeah, know, not, we'll see. Yeah, not the not the full sequel treatment. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think if you're gonna go sequel or remake for comedy, I think remake's a better option. It's, Usually ill Especially with given the time gap. Yeah. yeah. I need to start keeping a spreadsheet of just like, was this successful, was this not successful? Uh, you know, the uh, the nature of our show. <laughs> I guess it would be nice to have stats of being like, yeah, they're not, they're not all bad. So some are good. Uh, Who is it who's in the original? Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. Yeah. Um, who am I not familiar with? He's always fun. I just know his name. See a um two of those Monty Python guys? Uh, he's Mr. Bean, isn't he? No, that's uh, Rowan Atkins. Oh. Well, I don't know who Dudley Moore is. Yeah. Oh, Suppose you, you know the name. Yeah. I don't know who he is, bro. I think he is a Monty Python guy. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. So, uh, right, we'll tell we'll tell you how. We'll tell you next episode. Does Rowan Atkinson show up in it? Probably. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, we'll be back uh, with Arthur uh, for our next episode. Until then, don't be that guy. Guy to... Don't be that guy, a guide to sequel remakes. Have a safe Shamrock Day. Well, I be damned. Look who done come up in here.